ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So I don't think I've ever told you about my favorite part of childhood, which was that I went to summer camp my entire life. And by summer camp, I don't just mean that like I went for the day and then I came back at night. I mean, when I was five years old, my parents shipped me off to sleepaway camp for three weeks. I do believe that I'm the youngest person to have ever gone to camp there. And they now don't allow you if you're not at least, I think, seven or eight. But I was five and crying the whole time for my mommy and my sister, who is a few years older than me. And I came home and said, I can't wait to go again. And I went to camp every year for three and then four weeks and all summer for 13 years until basically they don't allow you to be a camper anymore. And then you start working at camp, which I did. The first year I cleaned toilets and fed the kids and like all that stuff. And it was like the greatest, worst job ever. And the next year I was a junior counselor and then I became a full counselor and like the whole thing. And I kept going back. Well, one, because my parents wanted the summers to themselves, but I kept going back really because I loved it. Because there's no experience like coming together with a bunch of people that I didn't go to school with, right? They weren't in my everyday lives, all around play and connection and doing different activities together that we didn't normally do, whether that was like going on like what we called a swamp walk through the mud or arts and crafts and swimming the lake and like all that kind of stuff. And it was just so pure and it was so fun and it felt so good that the group that I did the toilet cleaning job with were still in touch and about to have our 30 year reunion coming up this summer. So it means something. And I think that's why I love holding retreats so much. When you get together with a group, in this case of women, and you connect not about what the job your job is and what you do for a living, but you connect about who you are and your heart and you do activities together and you play together and you laugh together and you cry together and you learn together, you have the most incredible bonding experience that you could possibly have. And that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to my guests today because they have created this exact experience for women, bringing together that love from camp, all that yumminess, specifically for women. They have created something called Camp Powerment, which is an expert-led community of women who connect on purpose, infused infused with friendship, life's grounding lessons, the spirit of the campfire. It is a safe, playful launch pad to gather and discover like, who you want to be as we all grow up. In other words, it's camp for grown women. It's so delicious. Let me first introduce you to Tammy Leader. Before founding Camp Powerment, she spent three decades as an award-winning television producer, 
at NBC's The Today Show, NBC Nightly News, MSNBC, CNBC, America's Most Wanted, 48 Hours Extra, and the list goes on. In 2013, she was totally burned out from being a single mom and a very full-time producer. She was in her mid-50s and seeking happiness, like we all are. And so she took a leap of faith and created Camp Powerment. It was an effort to reimagine her childhood happy place, summer camp. And it's where grown-ups could come together and grow to their full potential. Only this time, she brings in experts like me and others and produces it for us grown-ups. And it's a game-changing program that is helping people get real to connect and ultimately reignite their lives and going into companies to their organizational cultures. And then the best part is she brought in her daughters. So let me introduce you to Chelsea Lederfuller. It is her daughter turned co-founder and the CEO of Camp Powerment. She is a brand strategist with 10 years of in-house and agency experience, kicked off with a few years of managing the social at Tom's Shoes. Before Camp Powerment, her focus was on social impact for brands like Google, The Nature Conservancy, VF Corporation, NBC, MSNBC, and more. She's been at the helm of Camp Powerment with her lineage since 2014. Tammy and Chelsea, welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast. Thank you so much for having us. I think this is our first podcast together, it which is. makes so much sense that it would be yours and Purpose Girl at large. So thank you for having us and thank you for having us together. Yay! I'm so happy. I'm so honored. Well, when I heard your story, I think that was the first thing I said to you. I'm like, oh, well, I would, I can have either of you, but I'd really love to have the two of you together because that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, you did say that. I love We're that. all about fun, Karen. I know. I know. It's what I freaking love about you. So Let's like paint us the picture of Camp Powerment, because maybe a lot of you know, women listening to this, they didn't go to summer camp or they did. And they're like, yeah, I don't know how to do that as a, you know, as a grown up. So like paint the picture for us. So when you go to summer camp as a kid and nine million people every year, nine million children go to camp every year, when you go to overnight camp, you get shipped off, as you said, into a space and a place with kids who are your age and you get to be whoever you want to be as opposed to who your parents wanted you to be. And there's something so freeing about that. And you're out in nature and you're learning life lessons wrapped in fun and games and you're learning about the power of connection and really growing and figuring out who you want to be. I loved camp as a child. I went to camp in the Poconos for a bajillion years and made friends that I continue to connect with and stay friendly with now. And I always wanted to do camp for grownups, but I didn't want, I wanted to do it I thought I was just going to become a PE teacher and then do a camp. But that would have been I, a perfect route too. <laughs> but as I became a television producer and I was doing talk shows and, and all kinds of stuff in LA, I was coming across women who continue to tell us, we keep raising the par higher and higher for ourselves and we are never going to get there. And this not enoughness continued to come up every time. And because I had so much experience with experts over the years as a producer who had impressed and inspired me, I started to call them back and say, I, I'm going to, I have this crazy idea and will you come back and pay it forward and share what you've shared on television with women who are going to gather to learn how to live their life bigger and better. And they said, what is that? And I said, I don't know. I just know if we build it, they will come. And they did. We did. And they did. I love it. And you actually were at a camp, right? Like the kind of camp you went to when you were a kid or I went to when I was a kid. Yeah. With better views. So in 20, <laughs> late 2012, my, 
I had just started my career. My sister was still in college and we, my mom basically uprooted our family when my sister was still in high school to LA for a, a big gig with Warner Brothers. And so we didn't exactly see on the horizon that she would ditch it and start a camp. But um, she said, you know, we kind of watched her kind of wilt um, career wise and she needed something. And she's like, I'm going to start a camp. I need your help. I have no idea who's coming, what it is, what I'll call it. And we went through so many iterations of names and sketch. I mean, the sketches of what would be <laughs> this brand are hilarious. I and like we just started looking for a physical space. And at the time we were again, living in LA. So there was a camp in Malibu. And when we found it, I went to camp in Georgia. So just to clarify, similar <laughs> to the camps we went to, but way better. <laughs> Unless you happen to go to camp in Malibu, California, or a very fancy camp in the Poconos. Um, but we found a space and for us, it's all about feeling. Sometimes we schedule camps around full moons. So there's this like underlying woo-woo thing that just kind of comes with territory with us. But yeah, we found a space that felt right. And we did our first, I think we did 17 camps at that Malibu location. So we're very particular. I think those who run summer camps think we're a pain in the ass, but um, we, we definitely take over the camps that we go to. And it's very important to us that we do camps at places where you can still like hear the laughter reverberating as that mm. is such a huge part of summer camp culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can just imagine that, you know, I did not go to camp in Malibu. <laughs> I went in the middle of nowhere, Michigan, where I'm from, and it was totally beautiful. So I can just imagine as an adult, like, okay, we're going to take all the beauty of what I know as camp, right? Pine trees and stuff like that. Although I don't know if there are pine trees in Malibu. And then you add in like ocean or whatever else was there. And then you created experiences, Right. It's like, I know when I went to summer camp, we did arts and crafts and then we would play softball and then we would do, well, I went to a Jewish summer camp. So we would do things around like Judaism and, you know, we would make things out of pine cones because that's what you do in nature. And so you guys would create activities, right? S so we combine the fun part of summer camp and the nature and the being outside. And today it's about disconnecting from digital, which is huge. We find places where you can't get service or you can get it on the corner of a mountain somewhere if you need to call in and home and check in. But it combines the fun and the joy of kids summer camp with empowering activities and experiences led by experts in all kinds of fields. They run the gamut. And they deliver an experience that is wrapped around the idea of fun and games and interactivity and connectedness. And you actually do the work and experience the stuff together. First, when you see other women experiencing life as you do, it helps you see you're not alone because in mm -hmm. the world, we're all wearing masks and walking around going, I'm fine. We're good. It's all okay. And here in this space, nature helps you to unwind and the connections you make with people you don't know is paramount. We do not allow people to say what they do for a living for the first 24 hours at Camp Powerment. And after that, it doesn't matter. Hmm. I love that, right? Because we walk into any room and it's like, that seems to be the only question we know right? What do you do for a living? And it's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> Unless, I mean, I want to know what you're passionate about. I want to know like what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. I want to know what your dreams are. And most people aren't living that way, right? Or else I guess I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, there's like this, 
you know, and I, if someone is living that way and that is their career, I want to know because I want to know they're passionate about it. But that's so powerful also because then everyone's on equal playing field, right? It's like you don't know, oh, I'm talking to the CEO of this thing when you're starting out as an intern or you're, you know, in transition or you're trying to figure it out. And so that's so beautiful and powerful. Do you get resistance on that? On the East Coast, more than the West. <laughs> New Yorkers surprised. don't love that as much. Um, <laughs> they don't realize they don't. We really don't get resistance. I think it's also we've been running camps for eight years. So, um, and half of our campers return, most return more than once. So there is that sort of element, just like kids summer camp has, where there's like a culture sort of shepherded in that we don't even have control of anymore. It's living and breathing with or without right. us. And so right. I don't think there's much resist. We don't have a lot of rules, but the ones we have, we mean. And so we really don't get resistance for most of the rules mm. we have. Yeah. Right. Cause they come and then they love it so much. Yeah. But we, we do learn there are a lot of high powered women who come to this and many of them don't even realize in their daily life, how much smoke is blown up their tushy sometimes, <laughs> you know, and they come and they realize that when stripped down raw, like, who am I? And it really mm -hmm. helps them see that, wow, I want to connect with people who really see me as opposed to what I can do for them. Or the internship yeah. I could hook their kid up with. Right. Yes, right. right. Although there's it's a so lot good. of that that happens as well, because when the <laughs> connection course. happens, it's amazing. The Hollywood Reporter wrote about us and they called us the anti-networking networking event in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Because at I the end, it. everybody loves each other for who they are. And then they say, oh, now I want to work with you. Exactly. Oh, I love that. You know, I notice because I lead a lot of retreats too, and women are always telling me that they can share more with women that they don't know. Right. It's like for some, we're not bearing our souls to the other moms, you know, on the soccer field or, you know, in the PTA or the other women in the office. And I hear that all the time. You know, it's creating that safe space for a woman to actually like let herself see herself and all of herself. It's a stranger on an airplane theory, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that culture though is something that is contagious. And I'd be curious. I mean, I'm sure that you find that in the environment of purpose girl, but like when we can start to bear witness to other people's magic and allow, and allow ourselves to be seen, it's hard to not take a little bit of that back with you to the sidelines of the soccer field or to the PTA meeting. And I do think that's how physical communities can start to transform with women first, because it feels so good that it is hard to turn off once you mm. have been seen mm -hmm. and also have, have had the opportunity to give that to someone else. So in the same way that you get off the airplane and you just want to tell the people, you know, how mm -hmm. awesome it was that this person really gets you. It's just, it's mm -hmm. difficult to, I think it be, once we stop compartmentalizing the parts of ourselves that we love, mm. it's hard to start again. Right. It's like, we can't go back to who we were. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Women come, they have this experience and they're then forever changed. And it's amazing after just a few days, let's talk about what I notice a lot running women's experiences like this are how many of us are starved for this kind of connection. It's like, we may have a million Facebook friends. We may have a million friends in real life and we seem so starved for connection. What do you notice with that around women? So I think COVID really put the magnifying glass on this, um, on things that were there already. Um, it's 
I think that it's very visceral, um, for me at retreats because I'll stand on the sidelines overthinking details that probably don't matter when running the retreats, but just in the sheer volume of the conversations happening in the dining hall, it goes from, you know, the timid little girl inside all of us who's looking for a place to sit, (laughs) holding her chair, looking (laughs) for somewhere to sit to, we can't get a word in to make announcements about what comes next. So much so that the activities stop mattering so quickly because we show up so hungry just to get the most out of what's happening. Sometimes even to the point where we're sitting day one, having these deep conversations and people are talking about coming back next year. (laughs) So we'll almost have to like patrol the culture to be like, yes, we are hungry for this connection and we're hungry for it now. We can feed ourselves right here, right now. And I think it's just so instinctual that we need each Mm -hmm. other in order to be the best parts of ourselves. A hundred percent. It's, it's evolutionary. You know, I often think about going back hundreds, thousands of years, however many years, you know, men were out to war, even though there were female warriors that aren't talked about, but for the most part, men were out to war or they were out like hunting the deer or whatever they did. And we were, women were in community and we're connected and we're each other's everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we've lost that in our culture of go, 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 do, 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 try to do it all, have it all, be it all. And so of course we end up, you know, hungry, as you said. Which is why women, when they show up, they've already surrendered to it. Once they make that decision, once they register, it begins. And when they get there, they just kind of go like, take me, I'm yours. And, (laughs) And they're so open and willing and welcome because for us, what we do is we just create the space. We open the door for them to walk through if they want to. And when they do, when they can discover who they are and how fabulous they are, as opposed to just being the mom and the wife and the daughter and the employee and all of that, or the boss, when you can go and be in that place where you really are seen for who you are, your whole Mm. world can change. Yeah. I actually think that point's really interesting when Tam says when people, when women register for camp empowerment, she literally means like when a woman signs up. And I think that's really part of that deep innate hunger for something and um, almost like self-celebration. Like if you've ever booked a trip or I'm currently planning a wedding, the second we got engaged, we were already reaping the benefits of the celebration that would be our wedding. The second you book your trip, you're starting to get excited about that trip and thinking about, sure, the logistics, but put that aside for a second, how great it will feel to be sitting on that beach. And I think that's something really powerful about commitment and Mm -hmm, mm self-commitment because mm -hmm. the second you decide I'm going to do something to build community around me, to satiate my hunger, your hunger starts to be satiated before you even Mm. set foot. Yeah. The growth already happens. Like it's, First of all, saying yes to ourselves, especially as women, where there's so much around us that tells us, put everyone else first, you know, invest. Your kids have to go to camp, so you can't go to camp. You know, all that (laughs) bullshit, you know, like everyone else gets the piece of cake and you're left with the crumbs, (laughs) quite literally. You know, all of that that surrounds us, it's hard then. I see this all the time with the women in my programs, with the women in Goddess on Purpose, the women who come to my retreats. Pushing the button to say yes is hard. It can feel hard. And I think that is a massive, it's like 50% of the growth you're going to have is right in that moment because you are saying yes to yourself and to that deepest part of yourself, your deepest truth and your deepest desire to be seen, to be 
who you are and to show up in the world fully alive. Especially because once you become a mom or once you become uh, a boss, we're sort of told that all that other stuff goes on the back burner. Right now you have to focus on responsibility and mortgages and what kids school your kid's going to go to. And you're, you're making you're sure your parents are safe and okay. And this is a place where you can just come in and say, none of that matters. I don't have to drive anybody anywhere. I don't have to make anything <laughs> for anybody. I don't care if the dishes are piled up in the, you know, in the sink when I get home. This one's about me. Don't call me. Let me just be me. And women go home better moms, better employees, better wives, better partners, better all of it, because they really understand that it's the same thing. Feed me and then everybody wins. I also think like the bravery it takes to push that button. It's like overcoming the like, I got this, I got this, I got this. I don't need anything. So saying yes to something like that is I could use a little bit more of and you maybe don't even know what that is. And sometimes yes. you do. I could use a little more community. I could use a little more me time. I could use a little more. But more often than not, it's like I could use a little more something. And I have no idea yes. what the hell that is, which is what has kept me from pushing the yes button for so long. And now, not only am I admitting I need something or I really want something that I can't give myself, God forbid, mm-hmm. um, or I can't get from all the things I've already figured out and I'm already committed to and I'm already doing. But how? Because I've been so strategic about my commitments for all these years. And then overcoming that to push yes is, I think, a really big deal for any experience, let alone one that you are sleeping in cabins and you are talking to strangers and you do have to switch up the context and maybe change your story and you might be different. And what Mm. if? So there's a lot of surrender into the unknown, not only for empowerment, but I do think empowerment is for a little bit further outside the comfort zone um, in a way that people can understand. Right. You're like cabins and very Do you mean the glamping? Oh no, they mean actual cabins, which is actually part of the experience. But what you just mentioned, Chelsea, is so important. That feeling of wanting more, knowing you need more, but not being able to identify it. Right. It's like an emptiness. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't even know what they want. Women, especially when we say, what do you want? We don't know. And so they, because like, how do you know? How do you know that, Tam? Might you be one of those women? Yeah. We. (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) The the shoemaker's son has no shoes. (laughs) But the idea is we say women come because they think they know what they want, but they don't get they get what they need. And it's, mm-hmm. most of the time, it's they don't even know what that is. Most of us don't. We are on autopilot. And mm-hmm. as grownups, we are conditioned to just keep going and doing what we're doing and stay on that path. And it never crosses our mind that we could do what we love or find our purpose until later on in life. And it doesn't have to be. Right. It's like often what I see is some something happens, right? Like a pandemic some little thing like a pandemic happens. <laughs> theoretically, or, theoretically. You know, theoretically speaking, you know, or you lose your job or there's, you know, you get a, a fear and a mammogram or something that makes you go, holy shit, like, wait a minute, maybe I really do want to like pay attention to my life or my kids are now 15 and they don't want to be around me anymore or whatever the thing is. And so, you know, what I love too, is like, you don't have to wait for that moment because no one's going to invite you to step off of autopilot treadmill to step back and finally look at, wait, what's going on with me and what do I need? And even if I don't know it, what would the, like, what, what would fill my soul? And 
you know, one thing, and I love that the two of you are doing this together. And I want to talk about that because one thing I hear a lot is, you know, before women join my programs or come on my retreats, there's a fear of being around other women, right? There's a lot of experiences. As much as I loved summer camp, there were some mean girls sometimes, not all the time, or else I wouldn't have kept going. Well, I would have because my parents shut me <laughs> off. But, you know, and, and and I have shared on the podcast that I did my own mean girling when I was a little girl because, you know, I thought that that was the only way to keep my little friend group was, okay, if I don't turn on that one girl, then right. So we've all had, I think, those experiences when we were younger or even now in the boardroom or, you know, one of my girlfriends a few years ago when her kids were younger and playing the little league football, she's like, the football moms are mean, you know? And so we all, I think, have experienced that. And for some women, it is in mother-daughter. That's where they've had her sister experiences. And I know, Chelsea, your sister's in this too, right? And so there's kind of two two thoughts I'm having that I want to dive down. One is about that fear that, you know, women may have of mean girls and being around mean girls. And the other is, I want to know what it's like for y'all to work together because I think it's super cool. And, you know, how I think that that's part of what makes it so special. And that also some people might be like, how does that work? You know, (laughs) we also sometimes are like, how does that work? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we start there and then we'll get into like, (laughs) I love it. Um, tell tell us about you guys working together and then we'll get into the whole like mean girl syndrome and all that kind yeah of stuff. she's um, my boss I'm gonna let her start <laughs> <laughs> I think this definitely was um this is definitely the way that I like to frame it is Tam's the balloon and I'm the string and it's mm. been as as mother daughter we're also that way in the same way that like whoever you are at work like it or not you're also that way outside of work at least sometimes so She's such an ideas person. I never thought she wouldn't be in TV. I never thought I would be in TV. So thinking like, oh, we would work together on something. No, we were, I mean, everything we do is together because she's always going to be my mom, but I never thought we would work together. Did you, Tam? No, never. We started, I, w- I want to just say we started this. I started this with my mom, who at the time mm-hmm. was nearing 80. She was a college professor and she pushed me to go ahead and do this. Oprah wrote about us. And once Oprah wrote about us, she said, come on, we're in business. We used to run our <laughs> nonprofit together. And we used to say, wouldn't it be great to work together? And I said, you're a college professor. I'm a storyteller journalist. How is that going to work? And we just mm-hmm. made it up. And this mm-hmm. is the whole point of life. Anybody can take a blank piece of paper and create whatever they want in their own yes. imagination. And if you want it badly enough and you work hard, you really can get it. And you employ your 80-year-old mom who answers all of your Gmails for you at whatever hour of the day until she can't anymore. <laughs> I love it. Wait, real quick before we, because I want to continue on this, but you just said it was so powerful, Tammy. Right. So we're just going to like side note there. I want everyone to put a picture frame around what Tammy just said. You can create anything you want, right? It's like, we're talking about three women, your mom, may she rest in peace. Thank you. Who is an educator, you producer, journalist, and Chelsea. Digital strategist. Digital strategist. And so all of those, how do they come together? You create it. And 
listen, for all of you out there, I'm telling you this all the time. And Tammy just said it so well. I want you to hear that. If you're like, wait, but I have a passion in event planning, but I have a passion in animals, but I have a passion in coaching. Awesome. So what you're going to do is you're going to like create retreats where people get to work with horses and you're helping them coach by coaching them in doing so. Okay. So do you see our point here? You can create anything you want. I just had to sidebar that because I thought it was so powerful. Okay. Let's get back to the three of you working. It's actually, I mean, it is that, right? So like, my, you know, they wanted, Tam had a dream. She said she was going to do it. She needed help to do it. I think big lesson there was she said she needed help. So it invited us all in to bring what we're good at and literally created a playground for us to just go be good at that together. And I'm, I'm totally operationally driven. And so, and I worked at Tom's Shoes that happened to have a very similar aesthetic to what Camp Powerman could be. So <laughs> Camp Powerman number one was using all of the supplies we could from events that Tom's put on. And then all of the <laughs> rangers who are the counselors were my friends who just graduated college. And, you know, in asking, we were also offering because my girlfriends at the time couldn't afford to go on vacation five times a year. So it was like a work study and all of my girlfriends would reunite and they would build it. And it really just started to be like, oh, you want to come bring this thing? You have this gift. Great. We have a place you can bring that gift. And that's really how our partnership was born. It was like her gift is true creative vision. And I was literally in a career. I had just moved to New York when we started Camp Powerment. I left Tom's, started working in advertising, and I was in meetings about meetings about bringing amazing ideas to life. Meanwhile, my mom and grandma were hustling, bringing this amazing creative idea to life. And what they needed really was a strategy. And I'm sitting here making strategies for reality TV shows that I couldn't care less about. (laughs) And one day I realized I liked the work that I was doing at 2 a.m. when I was finished with my job, which was Camp Powerment. And so Mm. I was like, well, she left a career that was way more built out than mine. So I could probably do it too. And I think, you know, we won't even ever know how many people that sparked that same idea for. Mm, Genius. It's so beautiful. That's when I realized what an upgrade she was from me, that she had so much of my creativity, but was such a more organized, creative, strategic version and could take my ideas and really implement them and create a real structure around what we were doing. And that's when the business shifted. Mm, What a great example of working with people and ensuring that a team complements each other, right? It's like you've got the big visionary and then you've got the doer and then you've got, right? And then you're bringing in your friends who each can like do their part. And it's like, this is how it's like, what is everyone's zone of genius and letting that person in their zone of genius. And then you all can operate so well together. It's so beautiful. So what's it like working together? Because your sister's in this too, right? It's like. So my sister actually works in politics adjacent, she runs a brand for a public figure who used to be Bill Clinton's secretary of labor. So my sister pops in to basically mm. connect deeply with all the all of the psychics that don't realize they're psychics. My sister like deeply connects with our campers on the spiritual level. So she'll pop in. Um, but they re- definitely do their own thing. Um, Let me just say she's also brought a social justice focus to Camp Powerman in a way mm. that no, I don't think would have happened if it was she was not doing what she was doing. I mean, mm. similar to Purpose Girl, like every single community member affects the full composition of what we're creating. So I think more than any community member, my sister, her name's Court, has our ear, right? So um, the passions and beliefs of those we keep around us were the sum of all of that. And so that's mm-hmm. that's really Court's role, um, but they do their own thing. 
Yeah. And so this is so cool. So Chelsea, you are your mom's boss. <laughs> sure. So I, I am my husband's boss <laughs> and there's all sorts of funkiness that goes down with yeah. that. And like, we've had to really work it out. Yes. Right. And so in progress. it's always work in progress. I'm sure there's like really amazing fun moments and then it's like really challenging and, you know, and what a great role model for all of us that like, Hey, maybe I want to do something with my mom or, or whatnot, you know, and one of the things I was, you know, starting to talk about some of the fear of maybe being around, like, I don't know how many women come to camp or in your digital experiences now, you know, could be 50, could be a hundred, could be 20, whatever it is. And I hear from women like, ooh, that sounds a little scary to my nervous system that has been burned by women before and sometimes burned by their mother or sister or grandmother or whatever it might be. And so what do you notice in terms of women having that fear of being around other women? Yeah, I think um, I, I honestly think that I, I think we can both credit my grandma for creating a safe culture so early on in the formative years of baby camp empowerment um, for creating that safe place because there's something in a woman's wisdom as she ages that nobody else can stand in, honestly. Very few people can stand in. And I think my grandie at five, barely five feet with you know outstretched arms as soon as you arrive created that safety so early in such a way that like really you're going to be mean to another woman in front of grandy i don't think so <laughs> really you're going to do that um but truly i think like who you are today being day day zero for your brand for who you are like really does invite people to show up to you in a certain way and so i don't think people show up intimidated to camp empowerment because we've from the beginning set this culture where only being nice is acceptable. It's just like not cool. It's not cool to not yeah, be cool to right. other people. It's just not that kind of a space. And so um, I think, I mean, Tam will say it more crass, but honestly a bit more all encompassing, like assholes don't come here because right. it's not really that cool a place for assholes. <laughs> right. It, I love that you say that, Tammy. It's what I always say about positive psychology too. Like, you know, assholes do not get their degrees in positive psychology. It just doesn't happen, right? That's just, and that's what I find are that the women, right? The women who, who come on my retreats or women who are going to Camp Powerment, like these are women you want to be around because they're, they're all, we're all seeking that sisterhood and like either to heal those old wounds or just to lean in and get smushy. Like that's what we're, we're craving, the secret sauce here, too, I think, started with Chelsea bringing her college friends when we were young mm. because we needed what we call Camp Power Rangers, CPRs, <laughs> because they breathe new life into our campers. But it's the intergenerational connection that we don't find in real life that I believe is so incredible. Where do you, Chelsea's best friends are in their 50s and 60s sometimes, and you don't really have an opportunity to be friends with people who are 40 years younger than you are. And we can mm -hmm. learn from each other on both sides. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%. So with the pandemic, you couldn't really get together and have camp, right? And so you guys have, have had to pivot digitally and you know, I, I know I was just an expert in, you know, one of your digital experiences. What's that been like? And what do you notice? It's been a wild ride last, last year, March 21st. So within a week of our world starting to shut down, um, and I'm in New York, so like really shut down that first week, 
we were hearing from our community what we were feeling ourselves, which was panic, total unknown, and like real resistance to accepting that this is just not going to be something we're comfortable with. And um, we had done some pro- post-camp programs on Zoom before, thank God, and with my grandma as our litmus test. If Grandy can do Zoom, <laughs> we can all do Zoom. And so very quickly we thought, all right, let's just, not like let's create a product. It was like, we have incredible experts. We have insight around facilitation and a community that could use some community right now. So we started to offer a weekend of circles, loosely facilitated conversations around a prompt. I don't remember the prompts, but it was something so free flowing. That was like, why are you here? Because <laughs> like, everyone was like, Whoa. what are you afraid of? Right. Buzzing. What are you afraid of? And it was right. like literally everything. And so let's, let's be in this together instead of alone together. Let's be together together. And so that first weekend of circle was completely booked mm. almost immediately. And then, so we offered some more and we offered some more and we offered some more. And then within two weeks, we were offering 14 programs a week and we were barely sleeping and realizing we were reaching more people than we'd ever reached at that pace. And how, how incredible could that be if we could really bring this insight to people while they're seeking something to do at home? What if that's something to do instead of knitting alone or cooking alone or with their, their nuclear family? What if it could be expanding mm. the world while they feel the smallest. And so within a few months, we developed a full digital platform with dozens of experts, programmed six days a week. And we've since really made it an official digital product. You can log in, you can do one-on-ones with experts, you can meet strangers, you can start to connect with people who've become friends who've never been to retreats. Now we're almost at the point where we have more people we've never met than people we've met from retreats. So it's it's now it's just an extension of community so that we can really meet any woman, any person who experiences the feminine experience is living that experience uh, can meet anyone else who's like-minded or totally different in a space where it's way lower barrier to entry. You could be on maternity leave in a moment in your life that you never would be able to make it to a retreat and you can still retreat together. First of all, bravo to you in pivoting because that's not easy. Thanks. Right? That is not easy. Thank you. And so, mm-hmm. Nobody had an easy year. So this was a great way to just add a little You don't have enough other worries. And and then I love that you throw a wedding on top of it and everything else, you know? So it's like, (laughs) yeah. And I was lucky. I already had a digital business, right? So, you know, so I say bravo that you were able to to pivot. And then just at a moment when we needed connection most, you you created that for women. And that's so beautiful. And what makes our, our product different and the connection different is that we wrap it around play. And it's very highly interactive. It's not one person talking. It's everybody who shows up in those little Hollywood squares matters. And everybody knows where everybody else is feeling around that topic in that moment. So immediately people get bonded and connected, even if they're thousands of miles apart, because around whatever the topic is. And then there's a prompt that the expert comes and shares and learns. And then we send people into their cabins, Mm -hmm. which are the breakout rooms. And we offer them an opportunity to share what they've just learned and implement it into their own lives and practice it with each other. So they come out of the program with a real aha moment and a real tangible, deliverable takeaway that they can apply to their life immediately. There's no homework. The work is done in process, but it's fun and joyful and so connective. Mm, Beautiful. And I had the pleasure, it was just, I think a week ago that I Mm -hmm. got to be with your community and do a little purpose 
shindig and it was super fun. And, you know, it's so funny right before I was looking for my notes on working, I had had a conversation with each of you separately. And then, you know, just doing a Google search through my Gmail. I don't know if you know this, Chelsea, I told, I told Tam, I found an email from 2014 of someone connecting us and saying, oh, Tammy from Camp Powerment wants you to come to camp and talk there. And it was from 2014. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, where has this been? And now it's fast forward and we're seven years later and here we are and everything's like meant to be and perfect. But isn't it that it's always that way, right? Like when you talked about all the crumbs before, like sometimes those crumbs have to be really, really stale before they turn into breadcrumbs you want to follow. And so of course you wouldn't have connected then because perhaps you couldn't have made it to camp. And then you know, and then we didn't have another retreat for a while and then it all dropped off. So that's so perfect. And that's one of the things, synchronicity is one of the things that we all discover here. I had breakfast yesterday morning with a camp friend I hadn't seen in 45 years. And she started to tell me that her sister knew somebody who happened to be the same person that wrote you that email, interestingly, (laughs) two weeks ago, who was in Miami and was having dinner and heard about Camp Powerment and said to her sister, oh, I have this thing that I want to go to called Camp Powerment. And my camp friend said, oh my goodness, I'm having breakfast with the founder tomorrow. See, I love it. And it it was like, we're all connected in like one degree of, of everything. It's like so delicious. Okay. It's so good. Okay. I obviously could talk to the two of you all day long and I'm super thrilled because you're moving, you know, one of you already just moved to Philly. The other one is moving to Philly so we can just play and all that (laughs) kind of good stuff. So before we play in person, uh, one thing I do with all my guests is what I call a purpose power play round. And it's when I ask random questions and whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind, it's like a little talk show ask, but in the feminine, are you down? Hell to the yeah. Of course. Never said no to a good game. (laughs) Chelsea. Yes. Best thing about working with your mom? Psychic abilities. Telepathy. Telepathy. Oh, like you can like sense what she's going to say? Tell us more. Yeah. It's like, it's like working with someone who gave you the vernacular that you use. It's like, if you're, if you're at a total loss for what to say, someone else kind of knows what you're thinking. So Mm, that's the best part. I love that. Tammy, thing you've most been surprised about working with Chelsea? She's brilliant in a way that I didn't know she was. I always thought she was the creative right brain kid because she always was. But her ability to figure stuff out, I'm old, man. I'm almost 62 and I can't figure stuff out the way she can. And it blows my mind how smart she is. I didn't know she was so smart. That's why she's in charge now. I just surrendered. I just said, you take CEO. Yeah. And you are not old. I'll accept wise. I will not accept old, okay. sister. I will not accept yes. old. Thank you. I Thank you. That. All right. 10 years from now, one thing you are so excited to see in your life and or camp empowerment, each of you think of it separately so we don't influence the other. Okay. Chelsea's already nodding. So let's hear it. Yeah. I want to have little camp empowerment babies. Like I want to have the next generation of our family getting to experience the magic of a totally separate cabin, babysitter far away, but just be like bask Mm. in the energy that our family has been able to create alongside so many other. The next generation. I love it. Camp empowerment, baby. You need onesies that say that. So cute. Yeah. Tammy. I mean, my kids were raised by the village, uh, Mm -hmm. which was our entire family. And that's the spirit in which we created Camp Powerment was the village really matters. And so I I think what Chelsea gets, I'm going to go a step further and say 10 years from now, I want to have our own retreat space Mm. that can really serve 
women, companies, men. I think manpowerment is on the horizon in 10 years. Manpowerment. Men come to us all the time and say, how can you do this? You have empowered our women. They are better humans for us. Now you've left us in the dirt. Can you do this for us? But I think think that (laughs) our, our whole idea of wrapping real valuable life lessons around the spirit of the campfire and fun and games isn't that novel an approach, but it's something that nobody's really done in the way we do it before. And so my hope is to have a place and a space where anybody who wants to come retreat can come and do it in that spirit. And that's where I want to be in 10 years, sitting somewhere in nature, running a place that we can share with anybody who wants to be there. I love it. And with your Camp Powerment grandbaby on your knee. Oh, I'm already having (laughs) dreams of Chelsea's kids running around bossing us all around. Yay, I love that. I love that. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, she's going to be like 10 then. He can be like a junior counselor or something. Okay. Shay's in charge. charge. (laughs) All the the dogs are following Shay. I love it. Oh, my God. I can't even. Okay, I can't even. No, right. He's he's tiny. He's tiny. He's going to... I, I For now, have, just wait. I know. I always have to stop myself from saying I want him to be like that forever because obviously I do want him to grow, but you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Next question. A book we all must read. Tammy. Wow. That's hard. A book we almost read. Um, having it all isn't having it all at all. Having enough is enough. Is that a real book? No, a book. Oh, I thought you said we almost read. I'm sorry. Oh, a book. Oh, oh, I thought you said a book we almost read. Does that fit on a cover? A book we all must read. A book we all must read, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Of course. I knew you were going to say that um, because it blew onto my balcony. There's no balcony above me or below me. It's just our floor and there's no building next to us. And that blew onto my balcony last week, which is pretty crazy. Um, as, as did last year, Mm. the four agreements. So I'm going to go with the four agreements. Two incredible books. If you have not all read those books, but I'm still going back to, wait a minute, two different books fell onto your balcony. Well, actually, two additional books <laughs> that seem to lessen the meaning. So there's a side note, but one was like a very funny 90s romance novel. We, we put that one on the curb. And then um, like a man's journey through like a drug-fueled college experience um, with a note to someone named Linda arrived with the Alchemist, but we ignored that one. Poor Linda. Like she didn't get her book. <laughs> if you're listening, Linda, Chelsea has your book. <laughs> 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 you you can find your book on the corner of North Forth in Williamsburg. I left it there gently with the other things we didn't need. <laughs> For you, Linda. For you, Linda. Tama, add your add your other one. Uh, a new a new book that has become my Bible. It just through mm. the pandemic is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I love her. 100%. I love that. I love uh, them. Yes. Every that is a book that you cannot tell what I've highlighted because the whole thing is highlighted. (laughs) So I would have been better off like highlighting the words I don't, I'm not interested in, but you know, I, it was too late by that point and there's sticky notes everywhere and it's a mess. And it's the only thing I actually would read during maternity leave. Like, you know, when I needed to, I don't even know why I read during maternity leave. (laughs) Anyhow, 
But I, I think I think Glennon Doyle's uh, vulnerability in that is on steroids. And I think that is what's happening today. We didn't used to be willing to share all of the ugly, sweaty, dirty stuff in our life. And the fact that she is so honest and real about that. And it's so OK to say this is such a this is not okay that I'm not okay. Uh, and here's why. And here's what I knew and what I learned and what I unlearned. And that is what, to me, that book is the epitome of where we all need to be, which is wearing it all out there and knowing that we could be loved for who we are as opposed to who we're not. Amen, sister. Amen. And I know that that's what happens at Camp Powerment. It's what happens on my retreats. It's it's so interesting. I'm wearing a mama shirt today because it's uh, April, this is probably not even going to air until May, but uh, I just learned that April is is National C-section month. And oh. so this is my first month, I guess, you know, at, with as a woman who've had, who's had a C-section. And so just before I started interviewing you, we were taking pictures of my cease of my belly because I want to show my scar with pride and make it okay for other women who are, you know, I had a, a diag- I had a pregnancy condition that required that I have a C-section. So Anyway, so ladies, vulnerability is where it's at. And that's part of what happens. I know in Camp Powerman experience, that's, this is a place, right? I'm telling you, I always tell you that about my retreats and my sister has as well. Like you need a place where you can be vulnerable and it's okay. And you can be ugly and you can be redoing that. You can cry ugly and you can like show everything and you are going to be so loved anyway. Okay. Last question for each of you separately. So I want each of you to just think of your answer. One thing you want every woman to know, Chelsea. You're ready and you're enough exactly as you are, exactly where you are, no matter how much you overthink it, you already are ready to go. Hmm. I love that. Thank you. Tam. Play more. We don't play enough. Mm. We don't play enough. Instead of asking your girlfriends to meet you for a cup of coffee, meet them at the miniature golf course. Go to the trampoline place, Mm. go outside and just play silly games, break out board games. Don't sit and talk about nothing. There is so much to explore in the world. Find your people and open your heart to them and share with them and listen to them because you will learn from them. Ah, so freaking good. Play more. I I asked that question of all my guests. I don't think I've ever heard that. And it's so freaking, so important. Just genius. I cannot even tell you. How much more fun, how much more fun is it when you come home from an experience with girlfriends and you've really had deep conversations, but built around connectivity and sharing? Women are not so willing to share when they have secrets, but when somebody else comes to them and says, for instance, my husband cheated on me or my partner cheated on me. And we say, yeah, me too. And let me tell you what I learned from this. And let me try to help you with that. But we're not walking around going, I've been cheated on. Look at me. It's we are only sometimes willing to be that vulnerable and share our challenges and struggles when we think it can help somebody else. That's right. Beautiful. So beautiful. Well, Tam, Chelsea, you both are incredible. What you're doing for women, for all of us is incredible. We all need you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. Thank you for partnering with me and having me as an expert. I am just so excited to see what else we can do in this world. Everyone out there, you 
absolutely want to check Camp Powerman out. They have retreats coming up. You want to go to their website, camppowerman.com. We've got all the information in the show notes. So make sure you're checking them out on in all the places, Instagram, everywhere. You want to make sure that you are a part of their community. I also want to say that as the world is rediscovering its new normal, we are going back to very safe retreats and we are doing a fancy camp for the first time in Asheville, North Carolina in June, a small intimate retreat at a beautiful guest ranch there. And then in November, we're gathering in Ojai, California. Uh, that's a bigger, more more rustic camp experience, but we're really, really excited. Our, our campers are telling us it's going to be the world's largest dog pile when everybody gets there because we just can't wait to hug each other in person. And we're, do, we're doing everything we can to make sure mm. it's completely safe to do that. But we're really excited about reconnecting in person as well as online, which we don't think mm-hmm. is ever going to go Beautiful. away. Beautiful. Karen, thank you so much for having us. It's awesome. To, I'm so happy that we could finally be connected after all these years that I didn't know we're in between, but really thank you for having us and having us both. It's my pleasure. Thank you. This was the most fun podcast I've ever been Aww. on. I just want to say. I received that. Thank you. Thank you. And coming from you, that's a high compliment. (laughs) Coming from anyone, but with all your experience, I take it. I take it. Everyone out there, thank you. Thank you. I received that. Thank you. For everyone out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you loved it as much as we did, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Leave your five-star review. It literally takes you 60 seconds to leave one sentence. And your one sentence is how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast. We are literally almost at 300,000 downloads. And the reason that that matters in just a few years is that we now get to reach women all over on six continents everywhere. So go leave your 60 second review. We so appreciate it. Also, if you are not yet a member of the Purpose Girls Facebook group, girlfriend, what are you waiting for? We are almost 4,000 women strong there. Every day, my team and I post prompts. I do a live coaching group coaching session every single week, teaching you a different aspect of being your happiest, most radiant, most alive, most on purpose self. And of course, if you're not getting my newsletter, go to PurposeGirl.com. Sign up now because you will be the first to know about all the exciting, juicy, yummy programs, retreats, et cetera, coming up. With that, my love. Go out, be the one who changes the world one woman at a time. With that, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.